War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 230. It's Thursday, October 7th. It's currently 72 degrees outside. It seems a little hot. Um, it's Georgia week. It kind of it feels like we got uh, shafted here a little bit. We just beat LSU on the road, and we don't really even get to enjoy it that much because uh, now we got to go straight into Georgia. Um, I just got back from the tip-off at Toomer's thing, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I, I kind of wanted to go back and talk about LSU just kind of quickly. Um, I like to move on from games, whether they're wins or losses, and just kind of say, all right, that's done. Let's get on to the next game. But uh, just some thoughts that I didn't really have uh, in the preview that you could – or, excuse me, review that you can read at warbloggle.com. Um you know, it kind of felt like a Tuberville-type game where, I mean, obviously Tuberville was the last coach we had that won down there. But it just, it sort of, the way it was kind of out of hand and then they kind of, our defense kind of stepped up, which was very Tubervillian, And then the quarterback did some things, and I'll talk more about that in a second. And then we take the lead and then they kind of feel like, all right, here's our last-ditch effort. And then we pick it off at the end. It, it was very much like the 2004 LSU game where it was back and forth, but it, or not really back and forth, but they scored early. We kicked a field goal and then, you know, Courtney Taylor at the end. And then they were kind of driving and really almost the same spot of the field. Um, we intercepted the ball and, and kind of killed LSU's thing. We haven't had those kind of wins in a long time. And I don't mean just winning at LSU. But just one of those things where, like, we score, we've got the control, and then now they're struggling, and they usually try to do something too much. Actually, the last two wins have kind of been their their last-ditch effort has been intercepted. And it's like the last – it's not just Gus, but even back in Chiswick days, it seemed like – we were all the ways we were always the one kind of having to do the last last ditch effort, and a lot of times it worked, and a lot of times it didn't. Um, but it just kind of felt like we had control the whole second half, regardless of what the score was. The defense clamped down. Um, Bo had already done some really good things in the first half that kind of kept us in it a little bit, and the second half they were the ones not being able to move the ball. We did enough on offense, and then they had to kind of. You could tell like when we scored they were already beaten and I it just it felt like an old Auburn football game like a early 2000s late 90s Auburn football game not to say we haven't been good and not to say we haven't controlled games 2010 we won a lot of games by a lot of points 2013 we won a lot of games by a lot of points 2017 2019 but you know it's like it just felt something felt a little bit not I don't want to say vintage because this is like I'm talking about when I was in college or right out of college it just felt a little different it felt old ish um people listening on Twitch and Facebook and YouTube do y'all agree if you're in the chat I see a few people chatting in there um I mean what do y'all think about that we can we can go back on that but it just um I don't know it just it was like we know we're better than LSU we really are. They may have five stars and more five stars and whatnot, but they haven't been good for two years. We destroyed them last year. And everybody wanted to to say that Georgia State was the defining game of what Auburn really is. Meanwhile, forget the two first two blowouts and the close game in Penn State that everybody kind of gave us decent credit for. I was I was a little surprised at the credit we got for for the Penn State loss. I mean, we didn't we barely dropped, I think. Um, in the polls, and and it was like, all right, Auburn went and put a gutsy performance. They lost to Penn State, who's ranked, now undefeated and ranked number three, mind you. I don't think they're the third best team in the nation, but um, it was just like like Georgia State was all that mattered. Like, forget what you said about Penn State. It was like, oh, yeah, I know that was the real Auburn. No, Auburn was without a lot of players, without um, Robertson, without – Owen Papo without uh, McLean for the first half. A lot of, you know, it was one of those games where it was like if people were, if it, if we were playing Georgia, we would have probably played them. But Owen Papo, I don't know, maybe he didn't play at LSU, but just kind of one of those games we were a little held back and didn't think we were going to have to work. 
and not having a middle linebacker and your other linebacker the first half hurt. But anyway, I'm getting off on a Georgia State tangent. Um, but it just felt like we knew we were better than LSU, and it finally happened. Like, they got their early touchdown for being the home team and being all that, and then their fans started leaving. It got quiet. Bo Nix was doing ungodly things, Auburn godly things, and and we knew we were the best team, and it happened. And it it took a little while, but we finally started to run the ball. Defense was making stops, and it just felt vintage-ish. I mean, I say that. LSU was always the best team in the SEC in the era that I'm talking about, but or, you know, top two or three. But um, let's see. Looking at the chat real quick. Bo Blackwood, who is that? He said – it felt like 2004, okay, not that good. It did feel like 2004 a little bit. Um, Chuck says, along those same lines, it's fair to say UGA probably has better players across the board, especially their nasty defense, but we're the better team. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, they're probably going to be playing with their backup quarterback. Um, who's, you know, he had like 70-yard passing, like 70 yards passing against Arkansas. Uh, we're talking about Georgia too early right here in the conversation, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Before the Arkansas game, Georgia had their longest rush of the season was 24 yards, and it was by a wide receiver. Now, Arkansas is not as good as anybody wanted them to be. It was just all fun and cute. And yay, we love their coach. He's so funny and nice. But they did what they should have done to Arkansas. Like, a good team – you don't have to be elite to beat Arkansas 37 to nothing. You don't. But they they were a good team, and they did what they were supposed to do. Supposed to do. But in a 37 to nothing win, the starting quarterback, who, well, he's the backup, but he started for that game, threw for like 66 yards. Um, so, you know, Georgia's going to have a, a – well, I say that. Are they going to have a good run game? Before that game, before the Arkansas game, they didn't. And then in this game, it kind of opened up, which covered up the fact that Stetson Bennett threw for 66 yards. So, their offense is not, like, that's not what should worry you about Georgia at all, and I don't think anybody says that's what's going to worry us. Auburn's defense has been very bend but don't break, and then about halfway through the second quarter, they latch on or they lock down, and, and it's nothing after that. It's They gave up zero points to Georgia State in the second quarter, second half, they gave up two field goals to LSU in the second half. Penn State, I think, scored a touchdown and a field goal in the second half, and that touchdown was the was because of the fumbled kickoff return to start the second half, if you all remember that. So I want to say maybe they've given up one touchdown in the second half all year. Akron might have scored a touchdown in the second half, but that was against the backup. So – you know, we're, get, we're all about Georgia's defense, and sure, they're great. Big number 99, he's huge, and he can run. Uh, but they haven't played a top 50 offense. I went over this on Twitter this week. They haven't played uh, a top 50. I think the closest one was maybe Arkansas. I don't know. Auburn's ranked number 17 in total offense right now. Um, and then the, the inverse of that is – has Auburn played a good defense? Well, Penn State's the 33rd best defense right now. So, a decent defense. Um, LSU's defense is nothing great. Um, so, Auburn has been on the road in two tough environments, two tough games, lost one by eight, won one by four, by five. Um, Georgia has done – has destroyed Vanderbilt. Austin P. beat Arkansas the way they should – the way any good team would. So, it's just like an, – and I'm not saying their, their defense is not good. I'm not saying that. But it's just like almost an unknown now that – I mean, an unknown. 100% given now that it's the best defense of all time and you better not question it. And, you know, Auburn's not going to score any touchdowns. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Chuck says we're battle tested, should have won at Penn State. Our O line plays slightly above average and we win. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's been this ongoing thing for three years now is 
Bo is not good or Bo could be good if he had a good offensive line. Which one is it? Well, I think Bo's fine. I mean, I think he's he's not going to make every throw in the world, but not many quarterbacks are. Um, when he has to run around, he has the speed and athletic ability. It, it almost seems like they told him not to run too much until the LSU game. And they were like, all right, do what you got to do, and it worked. At times, I mean, I keep seeing these things like Auburn's offensive line is is graded very high and like one of the best in the SEC. But but I don't know if that's just because they're not giving up sacks because Bo is outrunning the sacks and, and scrambling out of them. So, I don't know. All I know is that our run game has not been there. Tank, some people say he's hurt. Some people say he's not. Brian Harson says he's not. Um but he's just not able to bust through, and, and it's like he uh, it's like he's trying to hit people rather than run or run away from them. Um, so, I don't know. Offensive line, to me, seems like the issue with a little bit of mixture of Tank not really doing what he did last year. Um, Jarquez seems to be having a better a better whatever ability to, to do what a running back should do, which is run away from people. Uh, let's see. Chuck says, tell Bo to get in the Twitch. I don't know what that means. Bo says, Mason starts in zone and switches to man. Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know if that's by design to try to trick them. Like, in basketball, you you go 1-3-1 one, one, and then you go 2-3 to mess with them. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know if Mason's just trying zone or he's baiting them and thinking it's always going to be zone and then all of a sudden, here we go, we're we're in man. I don't know. But whatever it is, second half defense has been much better. And I feel like that's an Auburn thing. I remember Ted Roof, everybody hated him in the first half, and then he gave up no points in the second half. Same for Steele. Like, it's just, I don't know if it's a every team thing, but it feels like every Auburn defense is, like, not great in the first half and awesome in the second half. It's like we've got to figure out what's happening. And I realize it's a football thing. You've got to figure out – what the other team's trying to do, and then you you fix it at halftime. But I don't know. It just kind of seems like that's always been a big thing at Auburn. Uh, Roger McCreary, Sawyer says, Roger McCreary should be manned up at all times. I agree. There are certain players that th- they should never play soft. They should never be seven yards off. They Their guy will never be thrown to. If And I realize – in a zone, everybody's kind of got their own, like, they're not necessarily, obviously, they're not covering one guy. They're they're in a zone to handle whatever comes in their area. But if you want to lock down LSU's receiver, which Auburn did kind of after that first drive, you, you stick a man on him and you say, don't let him get two yards from you. Um, so, yes, go back to LSU to wrap that up. It felt like old times. Bo did what he was supposed to do. Um, I feel like the switch of him and T.J. Finley was premeditated or, or predetermined. I for, I thought T.J. got two drives, but he I went back and watched. He only got one drive. Um, and I think we had one long run, and he had three incompletions. Nothing against him, but it obviously worked for Bo to get to, to stay in there and kind of show, show us up. Um, before we jump into George a little bit more, like I said, I just got back from the, uh, tip off at tumors thing, which, uh, I'd missed the last one. I can't remember why I, I've, I'm pretty sure I probably had baseball practice. I was supposed to have it tonight, but it rained, um, or it rained out earlier. Um, uh, so, you know, it was, it was about the crowd. I figured I want to say, I have no idea. I'm never great at estimating huge numbers like this. I shouldn't say that I've won three contests in my life in terms of guessing the amount of candy in a jar three and like one was about a month ago um so i'm gonna say there was probably 3500 people there uh overall if you know the at one time maybe 5000 there uh a lot of students obviously it's thursday night right in the middle of downtown it's on tv i get it was easier to stay home and watch and i get that you need cameras for it to be on tv but in two of the best spots there's two huge camera stands, um, camera whatever you want to call them, much bigger than they have to be. And so it's hard to see. They're like right in the middle. 
Uh, and then on the other side was, was the sound booth. And so really only one side had like the great, a great view. And then there were two humongous lights shining back at you. So from where I was standing, it was kind of hard to see. So I pretty much watched it on the board the whole time. It's, it's a very good idea in general, like, Hey, wow, this is downtown. We got a basketball court, but it logistically, it's really tough. It's hard to see. It's just, it's a bunch of standing and I'm 39 years old now. Maybe when I was 21 and I had nothing else to do, it'd been awesome. And I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying logistically they're trying to do a, keep a show rolling and there's, there's a, an agenda. There's a, there's a, uh, a plan. And you know, a lot of it doesn't happen. Like for, for example, they, they bring the girls out, they do a hot shot contest, three point contest. And that goes about as well as you expect without saying what everybody's thinking. Um, and then the guys come out and it was a little, it was fun. Devin Cardwell, uh, for for whatever reason, maybe last no last year they didn't have it. I was gonna say maybe last time he won the dunk contest. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. But he had a he had John Cena's music and wore a crown and wore um had a like a wrestling belt. Go to my Twitter account and Instagram and Facebook. I had videos and and pictures of it. But um then Auburn the guys at Seth Greenberg from ESPN was there. That was kind of cool. Uh, he came out and interviewed Bruce and. And they, and Bruce was like crazy for the first ten minutes. He went on and on about the American flag. Uh, I'm sure everybody loved that. Um, and they did like kind of a, um, I guess they did three point contest, which was like eight players, which is too much. And stretch was one of them. Not really sure why. Why is that one of the taller guys not in the dunk contest? Um, and then. Uh, after that, they were going to do a dunk contest. Well, the dunk contest was supposed to be Devin Cambridge and two of the walk-ons. Not sure how that one was going to hand how that was going to turn out, but um, Leor Berman, one of the walk-ons, he was going to dunk first. I'm sure he can do some good dunks. I'm sure, hey, it's it's small walk-on white guy dunking. It's going to be awesome. But he tried to jump one time and said the ground was too wet. It was like a. It wasn't a real basketball court. It was more of a – I've seen these at, like, apartment complexes where it's like it's like plastic with holes in it so the water seeps through, and it's got a lot of grip. So, how – I mean, it was – it was it's not steamy, but it was uh, – humidity was high. So, I guess it was slippery. And so, then all of a sudden they had to go, oh, okay, well, let's, let's go back to the three-point contest, guys, and let's take their score. And it was just like, you know – fly by the seat of their pants if you're out there standing watching and you've been out there for an hour and a half and you can't really tell what's going on and there's a light shining in your eye and you don't have a great view eh. all i'm saying is go to it one time but i don't want to be negative but you probably won't want to go back after that unless you got a high seat or you get you know somebody who will respond to a text that that lets you go um on top of the building the bank people and and the Pyology building or Whataburger building. Dewey. It was Dewey, yes. Uh, Sawyer says. Um, but, you know, probably would have watched it on TV and probably wouldn't watch the whole thing. But I like the idea. It gives Auburn – it's fun. At one point they had a, they did a chore- – the, the boys' team did a choreographed dance. Um, at one point they sang Justin Bieber, which sounds stupid, but at the time when you're out there it was funny. Um and Dylan Carbwell saying, "All I want for Christmas is you," with his mat, with his uh, cape on and and crown on. I didn't get it, but it was funny. Uh, the the probably, and I'm not being all football schooly here because I'm just as much as a basketball fan as football. But the best part to me though was Brian, before the basketball teams came out, Brian Harson went out there, and it was kind of like a pep rally, like he was telling us what he needed from the students and talking about LSU a little bit, talking about the cheerleaders in the band and said I said our band won the Battle of the Bands last week with LSU. Um, and just it it was more like a high school pep rally. Uh, I can't tell you the last pep rally I went to in Auburn, maybe the 90, 1989 Iron Bowl, which was in the baseball stadium. 
And I remember Pat Dye saying, beat Bama's butt. And my dad let me say that. And I felt, and I was seven. And I felt cool. And then after that, when we were leaving, there was a glass Diet Coke bottle. And I kind of was like rolling it with my foot. And it, the pressure inside it built up and it exploded as we were walking away. Isn't that a cool story? Sawyer Nell says, Seth Greenberg was there and not in Lexington or in Kentucky. Did they have an event tonight? If they did, he wasn't there. Uh, Bruce made a good point. We have beaten Tennessee six times in a row. We've beaten Kentucky four time, four years in a row. I don't. We haven't beaten them four times in a row, but for the last four seasons, you know, sometimes we play them twice. Uh, we've beaten them four times. Um, so yeah. Uh, Witty Blonde says, "Was Maddie Pruitt there?" Yes, Maddie Pruitt. Dad is Chad Pruitt, who's the assistant coach. She was on The Bachelor. Um, she did a book signing at J&M from 530 to 7, and then she was one of the supposed to be one of the judges of the dunk contest. Um, Ron Anders, the mayor, Alan Green, and Maddie Pruitt were the dunk contest judges, and their job lasted half a second because, like I said, Leor Berman went out there and like kind of half slipped on one jump, and they didn't do it. So, um, I mean, again, it's a cool thing. If you're not a college student, do you want to go stand out there for two hours? Probably not. Probably not. But uh, it was a cool thing. It was a lot of fun and attention and all that. Oh, and at the very end, Zacoby McLean and Derek Hall came, and they did more like a pep. Andy talked to him, and it was more like a pep rally. Like, we're going to beat them. We need you all to come out here, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sawyer Nell says, is it time to talk Georgia yet? Oh, you don't like me talking about tip-off? Weren't you supposed to be there and you weren't? Huh? Anyway. Um, I have a store on warbloggle.com. If you go to warbloggle, that's W-A-R-B-L-O-G-L-E. That's War Eagle. So there's not two Gs. War Eagle, but put blog in there. Slash store. Um, there's plenty of shirts there. Um, it's a capitalist society. Uh, nothing is copywritten. Uh, if you'd like a shirt and, and, you know, would like a, you know, people that they're probably, I probably sold 30 shirts in the last three weeks. Um, and a few hats and a few hoodies and a few stickers and all that kind of stuff. Um, y'all please, by all means, go to warblogglecom slash store, buy something give some money and you will receive something that's how this world works anyway uh George Sawyer wants to talk about how Georgia has not played a single good team in their national championship season yes let's go to their schedule real quick we'll talk Georgia now warbloggle.com slash store by the way um everybody should just live life and have fun right you shouldn't be bothered or you shouldn't pretend to be bothered because somebody on Twitter wanted to appear bothered because they don't like something for no reason. Okay, just just want to throw that in there. Just live life and have fun. Worry about things that you can control. What's the saying on Midnight Mass? What's that thing called? Let's go through that real quick. Nobody has any idea what I'm talking about right now. Um, if you haven't watched uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix... Um, it's not a kid's show. It's not bad. It's just kind of scary and, and a little bit gory. Um, it's a very good show. And is Chizad on here? Probably not. He's probably drinking bourbon and smoking a cigar in New Orleans. Um, but Mid Midnight Mass has a it's, it's a Catholic thing. I can't think of the word. I'm sure Sawyer will tell me, but this is delayed, so he won't tell me for another four minutes. Uh, worry about things we can control and the wisdom to know this or something. God, I cannot remember, but it was going to be a good point about worry about things you can control and things that matter and things that affect you and things like that. And if it doesn't, don't. Okay. Warblogger.com slash store. But anyway, let's go back to Georgia's schedule and their super way hard schedule. So I see Clemson first. I knew that happened. So now let me look at Clemson's schedule. This is how the world works. This is how you determine if teams are good. 
transitive property. Everybody jokes, but it is kind of true. You have to know that. Like, we know that Akron is not very good because they lose to everybody else. So if you beat Akron, that doesn't mean you're good. So everybody kind of loves to crap on transitive property. The direct transitive property does not work. But over the whole, that is how everything works. That's how rankings work. That is how general perception of sports and who is good and who is not works. How, that's how it works because you have to see who beat who and who beat who and who beat who. And if this team that we know is terrible lost to this team, blah, 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 and down the chain we go. So Georgia beat Clemson 10-3. to Neither team had an offensive quarterback, quarterback, an offensive touchdown. Uh, it was 10-3, to so obviously both teams kicked a field goal. And then Georgia had a pick six. I'm pretty sure that's how that happened. Um, since that game, Clemson beat South Carolina State like they should. They beat Georgia Tech 14-8. to That's not a normal Clemson-Georgia Tech score. Let's look at Georgia Tech's schedule real fast. We're just going to go down the chain here and learn how football works. Um, Georgia Tech, are you kidding me? Is this right? Georgia Tech lost to Northern Illinois the first game of the season by one one point? Yes. Are you kidding me? Why are we not making a bigger deal of this? Georgia Tech lost 22-21 to at home to Northern Illinois. Then they beat Kennesaw State 45-17. to Then they lost to Clemson 14-8. to And then they beat North Carolina 45-22, to showing that North Carolina's not good, which we knew. And then they lost to Pitt by 31 points. And didn't and Pitt beat Tennessee. Oh, we're going way down the rabbit hole now. Pitt beat Tennessee. I remember that. But then Pitt lost to somebody bad. Okay, this is the final step, I promise. Pitt lost to Western Michigan. All right. So Pitt lost to Western Michigan who we all agree is not a great team. They're probably okay. But in their if they're playing like FBS teams, they should get destroyed. They lost they beat Pitt, okay? So Pitt lost to Western Michigan. Pitt destroyed Georgia Tech. 31 points. Okay? Georgia Tech lost to Clemson by 6. And then Georgia beat Clemson by 7. Okay, so that's their big win right now. And we know Clemson's not that great. They're not even ranked anymore. But that's their big win, that they didn't score an offensive touchdown on. All right, so we're, let's go back to Georgia again. Uh, Georgia then beat UAB 56-7, and that's good because that's where Joe Goodman went to school, and they don't deserve to win anything. Um, no. I, I understand a lot of y'all went to UAB. I understand a lot of y'all live in Birmingham, so you pull for UAB. UAB is another team that tries to beat Auburn that when we play in basketball, they want to beat Auburn. They recruit against Auburn. And guess what? Their coach crapped on us and said he turned us down. So, no, I'm not going to like UAB. I'm sorry. So, Georgia beat UAB 56-7 like they should have. Then Georgia beat South Carolina 40-13. to South Carolina's new year, new head coach that wasn't good last year. Yes, they beat Auburn in a – Fluky game, but wasn't good last year. Shouldn't be that good this year. Whatever. That's a that is a normal Georgia South Carolina score, forty to thirteen. Then they beat Vandy sixty two to nothing. So let's go through these teams again. Clemson not in the top twenty five anymore. Seven point win with some really shady other games in there. Killed UAB as they should. Beat South Carolina pretty much like they should. Beat Vandy sixty two to nothing. Y'all hearing these teams? Clemson, UAB, South Carolina, Vandy. That should be 4-0, and that really should be 62 to nothing. Well, three of them should be 62 to nothing. Clemson, if they're unranked and Georgia's that great, they probably should have beaten them 34 to 10. Then last week we had Arkansas, and I am fully 100% now convinced that people rank people or they're told to rank people a certain way because the AP poll really doesn't matter. It doesn't determine anything. Yes, it does subconsciously tell people where they think they should be. If you think one of those college football playoff voters isn't thinking about, oh, Arkansas was top 10, 
even though they just got beat 37 to nothing, if they're not thinking that subconsciously when they come out with the rankings in a few weeks, you're an idiot. Okay? So, Arkansas was number eight. Georgia was number two. And they wanted a big ESPN game day top ten matchup at 11 a.m. for some dumb reason. And Arkansas looks like Arkansas should look against a team like Georgia. 37 to nothing is what Georgia should beat Arkansas like every year. Every year. Maybe 37 to four. Two, two late safeties. But let's go back. Clemson, not a top 25 team at all. Seven-point win. Killed UAB. Beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt like any respectful team should respectable team should, and beat Arkansas like they should be beaten. But but Arkansas beat Texas A&M, who we now know is trash, and they beat Texas, who is Texas. And it's top 10 matchup. Georgia beat them 37-0, greatest team of all time. They've given up, the starters have given up zero touchdowns. Well, I think you can say the Auburn defense, defensive starters have given up one touchdown against LSU at the beginning of the game, and Owen Papo is not playing. The starters at Penn State, well, I'm forgetting Penn State for some reason, Penn State and one against LSU. So everybody has, I mean, if you think about it, Georgia has they've won some SEC championships. They went to the national championship in a year that Auburn beat them 40-17. to 17. Um and everybody loves, 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 loves them because of the talent. Because of the talent. They've got the greatest whatever. Yes, all their stats are very good in, on defense. Yes, they played Clemson, UAB, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. I would maybe rank Arkansas 25th right now. Maybe. Oh, but you're just a homer. You're an idiot. They they beat Texas A&M in Texas. Texas A&M has, now has losses against uh, Mississippi State. Arkansas, and should have lost to Colorado. I don't care that it's their backup quarterback. I don't care that they've got eight apparent starters that are out hurt. That's just how it is. The team that is playing right now, and the team that's probably going to be around for the whole time, for most of the season, is not good. And Arkansas beat them, and we act like it's, oh, they've turned the corner. Look at this. I love old Sam. He's so funny. Uh, he, he is so nice. Everybody likes him. I don't care. It's the same reason, same thing with with uh, Lane Kiffin. Like a lot of people hate him because he seems what they would say is douchey, I guess. But he's funny and he gives the media things to write about, and and so they like him because of that, and they give him extra credit because of that. And so they give Arkansas extra credit because the coach is nice, and he's not your conventional what you see now in the SEC coach. He's not the tall mostly skinny, athletic-looking, tough guy. He's the old man that coaches offensive line. Back to the store. Warblogle.com slash store is where you can go buy stuff. And if you have a problem with that, let's say this together. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. If you're an adult, watch Midnight Mass on Netflix. It's a weird show with good undertones. It's only seven episodes. Hunter Heron, who is that? Since he has a better resume than Georgia. Now, you're going to kind of make me not want to say that. Um, because, uh, let, me, let me pull up their record and all their stats. I'm a big, like... Cincinnati hater and it's not Cincinnati it's not um, it's not like the city of Cincinnati or the team Cincinnati Tommy Tuberville coach there it's just the fact that like now we've latched on that they are a top five team and it's undeniable or top ten let's go through their record they beat Miami Ohio for no excuse me they beat Austin P 55 to 20 they beat Miami of Ohio 49-14. They beat Murray State 42-7. They beat Indiana 38-24. Indiana's unranked, not great. And they beat Notre Dame 24-13. to 
Do y'all remember that? Was it the first game of the year, I guess? Maybe the second. Notre Dame had to go to overtime with Florida State. Y'all remember that? Let's see. Was Florida State done uh, since? I think they lost to, uh, oh, yes, that was Jacksonville State. They lost to Wake Forest, who's now ranked. They lost to uh, Louisville. Oh, they did beat Syracuse by three. Okay. So, Cincinnati's big deal is beating North Notre Dame because you've heard of Notre Dame. That That's their big deal. Oh, you know that team, Notre Dame? Yeah, we beat them. Again, they may beat Auburn. I don't know. But are they – There's you're telling me there's only four teams in the nation better than them? If Cincinnati plays in the SEC, do they finish in the top five? Okay. So they're not top five in the SEC, so they can't be top five in the nation. Alabama would destroy them. Georgia would destroy them again. They played them in the bowl last year and beat them. Auburn would beat them. Um, LSU would beat them. I don't. I mean, LSU's not great right now, but it's Cincinnati people. It's a Big East. Used to be Big East. What are they now? Conference USA? Or are they the Big Twelve now? No, they're gonna be in the Big Twelve. That's what it is. Um, but to Hunter Heron's point, um, he he says that Georgia's resume is less than than Cincinnati's I guess maybe I mean they beat Notre Dame and they beat I get is Notre Dame Clemson this year maybe I don't know Clemson I don't, I don't know Clemson has done nothing this year so Notre Dame better maybe better than Clemson so maybe Cincinnati's a little bit better but resume wise um they're in the American Conference. Yeah, that's right. But I think they're going to the Big 12. All right, we've talked LSU. We've talked tip-off. We've been at this 41 minutes. Seems a lot longer. I haven't stopped talking. Uh, tip-off, we've talked Georgia a little bit. We've talked uh, capitalism and, and how non-copyrighted things, especially when you come up with them first, are are 100% fair game, and they aren't stealing things from charity. So, um if that's something that bothers you, I would I'd like for you to say this again. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Just say that over and over. You'll live a better life. Uh, James Camphor says, is that how you say your name? I've never really said it that way. Notre Dame was overrated. Yes. Look, I'm not a Notre Dame hater. Like I like the movie Rudy, and it kind of makes me like, Notre Dame a little bit, like just a little bit. I don't hate them. I don't love them. I don't really pull for them. I just don't hate them like some people do. But yes, they're they're constantly overrated. They now it's it's like it's like people. It went so far the other way. Like they were ranked top ten all the time, and so everybody was like they're always overrated. But now people they've gone the other way. Like you can't just say that every year. They're actually good this year. No, they're still overrated. But people have to be different, be something. Digital Tiger says, is Smoke Monday better suited to play linebacker? Mm, I don't really know. I mean, when I think about Smoke Monday, I think long and lanky. And it just makes me think he's too small for linebacker. But Ricochet Rabbit, Zacoby McLean is not a big dude. I mean, he's a, he's a smaller quicker guy so i don't know i mean i don't know why digital tiger why are you asking that do you is there a reason you think that um i don't know so georgia again they might beat us by 30 they're definitely they're definitely talented they do have a big fast defensive line and our offensive line has not moved to defensive line since Akron. They really haven't. I mean, we were stuffed at the line a lot against Alabama State. I just remember that game being like, dang, we can't run on them. And, yes, Tank ended up having 100 yards against them, but it was like we can't run up the middle at all. And then Penn State, we really didn't do it. Everything was outside. And then Georgia State really wasn't much better at all. And then LSU – the long run that Jarquez had was an awesome play that we haven't run all year where it's like everything's going to the right, looks like a handoff, or just a straight handoff to the right, and then Jarquez is like 
running. I need to pull that play up. He's like running at an angle the opposite way, and they pitch it to him over there. It, it's it was great. I think we ran it twice. Um, Sawyer talking about Smoke Monday said he's great in run support, but he's not who you want plugging the gaps every down. Yeah, I think he's just too. I don't want to say the word fragile, but he's just kind of he's thin and lanky. He's not really a you know go bust up with a offensive lineman every once in a while, kind of or most of the time. Digital Tiger says he struggles in coverage. Really good coming downhill. Yeah, I mean he's he's been busted a few times. Um, but like Sawyer says, I don't think that we won't smoke Monday. Plug at the gaps every play, and I mean safeties. And I remember Will Herring led the team in tackles one year as, as a safety, and everybody always was like, "Well, you don't want your safety making all the tackles." But if they're coming up busting, I mean, yes, if the, that idea is like we're th- there, we're giving up long passes and he's making the tackles. No, he's coming up and busting runners at the linebacker spot. I need to. Sawyer says, going back to the Jarquez play, where he kind of – I got to pull it up. Um, I'm going to pull up the highlights real quick. I'm going to put them on the screen if I can figure out how to do that uh, so we can all watch this play over and over and over because it was awesome. I feel like we ran it twice. Maybe we were – I don't think we ran it against Georgia Tech, Georgia State. Let me see. I don't know if you all can hear this sound going through my – Headphones, maybe not. Bear with me for five seconds. I can't really. I can't shrink the video. I'd have to download it. But anyway. It was a glorified counterplay blog. Well, yes, it was. But it just, something about it is something we haven't done in a long time. Here it is. I don't know if it's glorified counterplay. It's really just a toss. I'm watching it right now. It's a toss. It's under center. Jarquez, let me see where they lined up. Where he lined up. Jarquez, okay. So, really, it almost looked like it was going to be a trick play, but it was more of a standard play. Jarquez is lined up in the backfield. Doesn't look like he's straight on, maybe a little bit off center. He runs to his left. Demetrius Robertson runs to the right, and it looks like the tight end or maybe the fullback. No, Shedrick comes in motion. (laughs) This is great analysis. Shedrick looked like he was in the H-back spot. He comes to the right. Robertson runs to the right. But in the midst of that, he tosses to the left. So it's it's kind of like a fake. Okay, Bo, Bo put it a lot easier in the chat. H-back and wide receiver were in backfield. Went one way. Pulled a guard back for Hunter. Sure. Yes. That's it. They went one way, but the toss was pretty much already done by the time they were going that way. So it looked like it was going to be more of a of a trick play of a, in a sense, but it was just a regular toss. But it was awesome. I'm, I keep watching it over and over. The more I watch it, the more plain it looks. But at the time, it was awesome. And he ran for like 40 yards. Um, Sawyer says, it's all just eye motion going one way and the toss going direction doesn't look like it should. It's so simple it works. The trick size with being eye candy. Yeah. It was, it was a gust play. We all know it. No, I'm just kidding. We I don't remember ever running a play like that, but I'm watching it one more time. Shedrick and Robertson were going to the right. Did the guard pull? Yes, he did. He didn't really do a great job of it, but there was a lot of mush over there, and he just ran right past it. Jarquez Hunter is Auburn's best football player. Did I say that? I said it. Three-star, Philadelphia, Mississippi. He can squat me, Bo, Sawyer, and Chuck all at once. Speaking of Bo and Chuck, they have posted their wagers for the week on warbloggle.com. So if you are a degenerate gambler and you need help, not the help in like quitting betting, but if you want some some, uh, advice on what you should probably 
um, bet the house on. We've got Georgia at Auburn plus 16. We've got LSU plus three and a half at Kentucky. That is – LSU should beat Kentucky. Kentucky is – is – the the fakest five and O team in the nation. They should have beaten should have been beaten by Chattanooga two weeks ago. They barely beat South Carolina. I think they won sixteen to ten. They barely beat Missouri, who just got destroyed by a bad Tennessee team. And then they beat Florida. And now of course they're world beaters because Florida played awful. They outgained Kentucky. They out everything in the stat in the stat sheet. But Kentucky blocked the field goal and ran it back, and that was pretty much it. Kentucky or Florida was looked like Florida. Um, at LSU plus three and a half. I, I'm that seems like a lock, a hundred percent to me. Stanford plus thirteen and a half at Arizona State. Arkansas at Ole Miss minus five and a half. I think Ole Miss is going to beat them by two touchdowns. Oklahoma minus three and a half versus Texas. Hmm. I picked in my predictions. I picked Oklahoma to lose straight up. Michigan State at Rutgers. Michigan State minus six at Rutgers. Michigan State's number eleven because they're five and zero. Oh. Um, let me see Michigan State schedule because I feel like earlier in the season they almost lost a almost had a really bad loss or something. They beat Northwestern by. 17, they beat Youngstown State, they beat Miami. Maybe that's what I was thinking, something about the Miami game. They only beat Nebraska by three in overtime, but they're ranked number 11. I don't know. They gave up 31 points to Western Kentucky. Bo reminds me, Kentucky only had 214 yards of offense against Florida and won. Yeah, I mean, that was Florida's game to lose. Florida lost that game 100%, except Kentucky blocked a field goal. That's all it was. So, Hunter Heron says, we cool with Bobo again after LSU fade is forgiven. That fade's the greatest call in sports if he catches it or if Kobe's not on the ground for whatever reason he was on the ground, whether he did it or them. All right, we're at 52 minutes. I'm going to try to hit an hour. Chat people, ask questions, say things. So, yeah, go read. Bloggle bets is what it's called on warbloggle.com for Bo and Chuck's uh, wagers. And then Bo's also wrote something about uh, Bo Nix. He, he writes about Bo Nix a lot. I don't know. Maybe he's, I think he's got a man crush or something. It seems like every week he's defending Bo Nix. I mean, what's his problem? Y'all ever seen? No, never mind. I was going to say that. Oh, Jabari Smith uh, for the Auburn basketball team won the the three-point contest tonight. Alan Flanagan was there. He's got a Achilles issue and he's going to be out for a few weeks. But he, he shot from the left corner. They brought all the balls to him, and he made more than everybody. I'm not really – if they went by his score, he probably would have won. But they put him and Jabari together in the finals, and Jabari won. And Walker Kessler was not there because we found out earlier today that he's got a little bit of a concussion issue, so he's going to miss some practice. Why do we keep having concussion issues on the basketball team? Are we hitting people? Are we are we throwing things at people? I mean, I don't know what it is. Remember, what's his name? White Lightning or whatever we called him last year. What did we call him? I don't know, but I don't like him because he went to Kentucky, didn't he? I'd forgotten about that guy. What's his name? Justin Powell. Did he go to Kentucky? I'm Googling. No, he went to Tennessee. Even worse. Good God, he wanted to be hated. Well, I'm not getting into what happened, but we could have done something besides transferring to Tennessee. I mean, Kentucky, I'd be mad at, but kind of understand it a little bit. I mean, Tennessee's 
like Bruce said, we've beaten them six times in a row. All right, let's check out the chat. <laughs> All right, let's go back through the chat real quick. Uh, was Kessler's dad in Auburn recently? Yeah, I remember that was the thing with Justin Powell. His dad wanted him out. Apparently, again, he might have had – you get to play basketball and then you're told you can't play basketball and you got to stay in your dorm because of COVID. You go crazy. I get it. So maybe he just wanted a new thing. Uh, Hunter Heron says, hearing this is the year shirt is better quality at a lower price than focused having fun shirt. Any truth to it? I cannot confirm or deny those rumors. Sawyer says, couldn't tell you the last time we had a football guy with a concussion. Yeah, maybe we should wear helmets at practice. And yes, he went to Tennessee. Justin Powell did. So, whatever. We have better better, basket, better basketball players now. If y'all remember last year, at one point, Justin Powell was our best player. Is he good? Sure. Should he be our best player? Probably not. Um, Coastal Carolina got their their um, sixth win tonight. They're bowl eligible, I see, on Twitter. Let's see. Who did they play? Hmm. Is that App State? or No, Arkansas State. Okay. Good job for Coastal Carolina. Currently ranked like 16th, I think. That's where they'll stay all season. They're being ranked because they're they know they're not good enough to really be ranked, but they're undefeated and, and we like their colors and we think Chanticleers are funny. And so we gotta have them in there. So 16's good enough. Because if you put them at 21 and then you have four or five good teams win some big games, that'll knock them off and that'll be mean. So let's put them about 16. Put them at 16, so that's just kind of – won't really bother anybody. Nobody really thinks about 15 through 20. Dumbest thing in all of sports. All right. I think I'm done. It's 1025 now. We've been going at 57 minutes. Auburn beat LSU like they should. It felt vintage. Tip-off at Toomers is a fun thing for students to go to. If you're 39 and have two kids that don't want to stand there, probably not the best thing to do. Watch watch, watch it on TV. Uh, Georgia, they may, they may beat us. They may not. I don't think there's good, based on what we've seen them do against, what, against the caliber they've played, I don't know that it's, like, warranted as this is the best Georgia team ever and, and all that kind of stuff. They may be, but we don't know. You know, if I, if they were Auburn, we'd be sitting here going, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see until they go to to go to Jordan-Hare because all they've done so far is play a neutral site game against Clemson. That's it. I mean, that's that's the – that's it. Did they go to South Carolina for the Georgia – for that game? I don't know. Um, I'll pull it up one more time so I can – my brain can know this thing. They – where Clemson was neutral site. They played Georgia at home. They play, or excuse me. They played UAB at home. South Carolina at home. They went to Vandy, and they got Arkansas at home. So, the only true road game they've played was Vandy, and now they're coming to Auburn. Yeah, what are we even talking about? Don't even play the game. Auburn by thirty. 